Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. So back in mid-August, there was a big debate within the administration over whether people needed COVID-19 vaccine booster shots. And that debate led up to a big meeting between the nation's top public health officials. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, you had Vivek Murthy, who's a Surgeon General, you had representatives from the White House, CDC, FDA, preparedness response. And their job essentially was to all kind of come to a consensus on a recommendation. Would Americans need booster shots or not? And how exactly do you roll that out? Mm-hmm. The one person who was not involved in that discussion was HHS Secretary Javier Becerra. And the reason that that stood out is that he is the number one health official in the country. He is Joe Biden's health secretary. He runs the 80,000-person Department of Health and Human Services, which is essentially responsible for ending the coronavirus pandemic. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today... I'm Adam Kankren. I'm a healthcare reporter here at Politico. Adam Kankren. On a question central to the federal coronavirus response, where is HHS Secretary Javier Becerra? This has been a pattern where the structure that's kind of emerged is that there's a a team at the White House, right, that leads the COVID response. And they've been working, in many cases directly, with subordinates at HHS. So the CDC director, the head of the Food and Drug Administration, people within HHS, senior officials, who are doing a lot of the daily day-to-day policy work. And Becerra has been involved in some things, right? He has been briefed regularly, but he has not been hands-on deep into that day-to-day work trying to end the pandemic. And that's been consistent across his first six months in office here. I imagine you talked to Becerra in your reporting or tried to talk to him. We did, we did. What did he have to say about this? Well, he had a couple things to say. One... You know, when I originally approached the White House back in December about what Becerra's role was going to be, they said that he was going to, quote, be an empowered leader at the forefront uh, of the COVID response. And I asked him directly, I said, do you feel empowered? And he said, absolutely, completely. And his contention was that, one, HHS as a whole has been at the center of the response, has been integral. And to a degree, that's, that's true. HHS has been involved, even if he himself has not been Uh, completely involved day to day. And then I guess the third thing that he said is that he maintained it wasn't really his job to be making all of the policy decisions. Rather, his job was to be taking those and translating them into concrete on the ground initiatives. But according to your reporting, I mean, he is notably absent from a lot of these high level decisions, high level meetings. Um, If he's not there where exactly is he? What is Becerra doing? Well, well, that's that's kind of been the central question. It's it's what underpinned this story. And it's been a question that people outside and, and inside, frankly, the administration have had for several months now. I, I kind of held off on writing the story for a while because I was kind of convinced that, look, he had to be doing something, you know, of consequence in there that would explain why we have not seen him really out front on the COVID response. Mm-hmm. What I found in my reporting was a couple things. Is one, it's not that he's not working. There's a lot of things going on in the department. There's a lot of things that need to be managed day to day. 
But when it comes to the top priorities here for the Biden administration, almost all of that is run and directed out of the White House and not the health department. Mm. So you have COVID, you have drug pricing and some of the negotiations happening with Congress to try to get their you know, major social spending bill. And you have kind of this attempt to chart out what the rest of the health agenda looks like. To date, we have not really seen Becerra take a strong hand in leading those activities. What are the repercussions of this situation? Like, does it hurt the federal coronavirus response in any way? Does it hurt morale for members of the health department? Like, how does this actually play out in real time? Perhaps the main reason that it matters, we've seen over the past few weeks, month or so, there's been this big debate over booster shots, who should get them, when should they get them, what the evidence says. And what we've seen is the White House really clashing with public health agencies underneath HHS. So that's the CDC, the FDA, the National Institutes of Health to a degree. This disagreement between a White House that wants to move fast, that wants to make sure it's on top of the pandemic, and the CDC and FDA scientists who say, well, wait, let's make sure that we have all the evidence to make the best possible decision. And those disputes in the past few weeks have spilled out into public. We've seen two top vaccine FDA regulators resign. We've seen a back and forth in public over who should be getting these boosters and whether the White House's decision to announce a booster plan early on was appropriate. And what has been lacking in all of that internally is the health secretary and HHS taking a strong role and essentially mediating all of those factions, right? Mm. The White House, for various reasons, cannot put direct pressure on CDC and FDA. Otherwise, it would look like they were uh, trying to put politics over the science. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it um, until you were mentioning this, the fact that FDA and CDC are both part of HHS. I mean, it totally makes sense. But yeah, it does make you think about how some of these open scientific feuds and confusion we've seen would play out differently if you did have the person at the top of the the department overseeing both the FDA and the CDC taking a stronger role. Yeah. And, and I think you're seeing now some signs that HHS is starting to realize, hey, maybe we haven't been as present as we needed to be. Uh, earlier this week, we reported that HHS had brought on Leslie Dock, who worked back in the Obama administration. He was an advisor to Hillary Clinton's uh, 2016 presidential campaign. And he is this well-known Democratic communications specialist. And his job for the next several weeks is essentially to fix the communication and the policy coordination, to come in and make sure that the White House is working better with CDC and FDA, with HHS right in the middle there doing that job. Is there someone who has taken a sort of singular leadership role when it comes to the federal COVID response? Yeah, the, the clear leader is Jeff Zients. He's the head of the White House coronavirus response team. A and that has been on purpose. If you remember back to December when Joe Biden rolled out his first major health appointments, yes, Javier Becerra was there, but Jeff Zients was also there as well. And it was clear that he would lead the response across the government. So not just health issues, but economic and everything in between. At HHS, what we've seen is Vivek Murthy, who's the Surgeon General, has taken really a lead role in communications and messaging and explaining things to the public. And then you've seen CDC Director Rochelle Walensky 
taking a big role in explaining the science that's behind a lot of the decision-making that the White House is doing. And so between the three of them, they have been among the most visible. Uh, they have been the ones who have appeared probably most often at regular White House COVID briefings on TV. Uh, and the only one I guess I would be remiss to uh, to mention because he is so ubiquitous is Anthony Fauci, mm-hmm. who uh, is the chief medical advisor to Biden. He obviously has been leaned on as a as a as a trusted and kind of major communicator on this, these issues. What do you think is behind this decision? I mean, based on all of your reporting and this being your beat, um, the people you're talking to about this, like, why do you think the White House isn't pushing or encouraging Becerra to take a a stronger role in the federal response? And why are they doing things in this way that you just laid out? Well, part of it is the structure that we just talked about, right? You have an entire White House team. Jeff Zients has his own staff, and he's also working directly with health officials across the agencies. And at some point, you have to make sure that there's not essentially too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Not too many people trying to lead. And so that is the structure that Biden settled on early on. The other factor, though, is that Becerra himself has no real public health medical background. Mm. You know, he was a longtime Democratic congressman. Uh, He was California attorney general, but has not really been in the weeds on a lot of these public health issues. And so uh, officials have told me that that has limited the ability that he can really contribute to these in-depth scientific discussions when they're trying to figure out, okay, what direction to take the COVID response. And that is a major contrast to many of the others who are working on the response. Uh, You know, Vivek Murthy, obviously a doctor, Rochelle Walensky, public health expert, Uh, Anthony Fauci, been there forever doing public health for decades. And so in comparison to that expertise, Becerra really doesn't have a specific lane. Adam Kankren, thanks so much for talking with me. This has been great. I really appreciate it. Also, today, the Federal Reserve is signaling that it's on track to begin withdrawing some of its massive support for the U.S. economy later this year. During their two-day meeting this week, the Fed's policymakers left interest rates unchanged, but half of them penciled in the possibility of an interest rate hike next year, indicating that they think the economy might be strong enough by then for the central bank to start ending its support more aggressively. In its post-meeting statement, the Fed's policymaking committee said the rise in COVID cases has slowed the recovery, and officials forecast that the economy would grow 5.9% in 2021, which is significantly lower than their June estimate of 7%. And President Biden is acknowledging that his administration should have consulted with the French government before announcing a new trilateral security pact with Australia and the UK, which saw Australia pull out of a multi-billion dollar submarine deal with France. According to a joint statement released by the White House describing a phone call between Biden and French President Emmanuel Macron, They, quote, agreed that the situation would have benefited from an open consultation among allies. The conversation appeared to mark a de-escalation in what has been one of the most tumultuous periods of the U.S.-French relationship in recent memory, an episode during which the U.S.'s oldest ally openly criticized the Biden administration for not making Macron's government aware 
of the partnership. Today's episode of Politico Dispatch included music composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Later today, don't miss a live conversation Politico is hosting with Senators Kirsten Gillibrand and Joni Ernst on legislation to overhaul how the military deals with sexual assault and harassment. You can find more on that at politico.com slash events. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.